0: And we are underway. From Rainbow Bay to Rainbow Beach to the switch and everything in between. I'm going to have fun and you're going to have fun.
1: We're a funny
0: guy. Cool. Have fun now. Your new local. You're going to love this place. It's the Rush Hour with Liesl
2: Jones, Liam and Dobbo. Happy Thursday, podcast family. Triple M's Rush Hour. Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo back for another swing. Got a good by being unreasonable. Um, hmm, well, which I'm not happy about good. good. When he says, "I've got a good," am I being unreasonable? It means he's. It's not good. It's bad because something's happened. Mm-hmm. We're also going to look at
0: uh, Lisa's eating habits um, and what,
2: <laughs> how it's long. Questionable ha- ha- sometimes. You, should, you shouldn't food chain people, but I'm going to food chain you, Lisa. This is <laughs> okay. you, you got to be better. than look,
3: this Look in this economy, I think you should hold that back. But anyway, <laughs> what whatever.
0: Now, as you guys uh, all know that. Uh, we're getting the twins christened. Mm-hmm. It's more a piss up. Um, well...
2: <laughs> I don't know if the priest agreed well, to that. Well,
0: I'll, well how, how I come to this is that when my 15-year-old daughter was christened, um, we went through four kegs at Condamine, um as a bit of a celebration. I'm not religious at all, but it's nice to...
2: You, you you got her christened in four
3: kegs of beer. No, You just dunked her in four afterwards, kegs afterwards, of beer.
0: Afterwards we had the district there and I so I didn't know
3: the holy water was alcoholic. Yeah, no. It so, well, did oh, turn
2: water into wine.
3: Yeah, it did didn't When Am it.
0: said to me, Well, we've got to get them christened, I said, Right well on the proviso that we have a bit of a drink afterwards and sure. put on a bit of a spread. So anyway, we've organised that. So ten thirty we have to go to St Mary's church. That's all good. What would you think that they would be dressed in the two tw- twins, like in oh, all seriousness.
2: Well, you have to wear the silly white dress, f- flowy white dresses.
0: Well, you don't.
3: Yes, you do. Isn't that the Is whole that thing of, of a christening?
0: Well, what do you want to put them in? I'll Broncos jersey. I just thought <laughs> a little Ralph Lauren shirt and shorts. Nah, you got to wear
3: the white gown. That's well, it. Clearly,
0: and with a bonnet and all yeah, that. That's well, it. I'm blowing up this morning at home that, that I'm not in the real good books at all because I was of the understanding that. They just wear whatever.
3: No. Nah. Like well, you don't go to the pearly gates with a Ro- Ralph Lauren shirt Absolutely. on. You have a white gown because it's right. all pure. Well, I that's then went it. to
0: Arriet this morning and got him an Arriet little Arriet shirt, nope. but that's not going to happen either. Jesus, Jesus doesn't wear Arriet. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, seriously, in the whole Sounds scheme like, of things, do you, you, you don't that know could that. That could be a
2: country music song. <laughs>
0: Jesus
3: don't wear Arriet.
0: Anyway, he wears a
3: Williams boots. There's been a
0: drama at home because I don't like what the boys are going to be wearing for their
2: christening. You are very much in the wrong. the The whole point of being christened. Have you are your kids sorry. christened? Are your kids christened? No, okay, no, um, no. so they can wear whatever they want. Are you christened? <laughs> if we were gonna get, if we were gonna get Matt christened, I reckon he'd do it nude. Are uh, you christened? <laughs> yeah, I was christened. I was baptized. Yeah, yeah, confirmation, first communion, all that jazz. Um, not doing it for our kids, but the whole, I think, with my take on faith and organized religion and all the rest of it, I think it's kind of funny. That for boys, especially, that <laughs> you get to a certain age and you're like, ah, oh, you would wear a dress. Yeah. <laughs> I think, mean, mate, well, you've got what to I'm put
0: it in the game. That's what I'm blowing up about.
2: What, that they're wearing dresses?
3: Yeah. No, Why I are you blowing up be, about it? I just it? want
0: them not looking like little boys. Go and get them. You know, it's,
3: Men wear kilts. Yeah. We're not, not in Scotland,
0: less? we're not in Scotland, Liesl. You'd fit in well with the Scots. I don't I'm wear Scottish. anything under the kilts. That's not a cat, but a glove. Macintosh. So there you go. You what? didn't know that. Your name's Dobbin. Middle name's Macintosh. Mum's maiden name. Benjamin Macintosh-Dobbin, mate. I did that. What's know.
3: that got to do with the price of eggs?
0: Well, that's Scottish. Right. Touch not the cat bottle glass. Right. So what's your problem with dresses then? I don't like it anyway. It's caused an <laughs> issue. It's caused an issue and I'm thinking of...
3: It. It. He's dissing you know. the motherland and he's also dissing I Jesus. I
2: yeah, You're running out of Blasphemy. people to turn to, mate. No.
0: Anyway, that's life.
2: Hey, good luck to the boys this weekend. Yep. May they enter God's church with. No, oh, I don't think they care. A little man oh. riding a pony on their <laughs> shirt.
0: <laughs> uh, last night, um, another zoo family member. Um, this time, Nikita Zoo um, is the new Australian super welterweight champion. He stopped. For
2: your winner by TK.
0: The Butcher. Well, Is the butcher called Dennis.
1: The Butcher? Yeah, oh. that's his nickname. He got
0: knocked down in the first round, but um, stopped the fight against a very brave Dylan Briggs um, in the fifth. Can I just say, for Dylan Briggs, broke his hand five weeks ago, has been sparring with one hand, mm. took the fight, and was very, very brave um, in that. But if you look at the Zoo family from a boxing perspective, You've got Costa Zoo, their father, mm. who was a world champion, unbelievable Australian boxer. Then you've got Tim Zoo, who we hope fights Charlo over in Vegas. He's the world champion at the moment. He needs he needs another title fight. And now you've got his younger brother in Nikita Zoo. Um, that is a. a a sporting legacy right there. And that is an unbelievable sporting family. If Tim,
2: if Tim and Nikita continue on their trajectory. So Tim is the WBO light middleweight champion of the world. He holds a belt, but as Dobby said, he wants to unify them. He wants to hold them all. Kostya was the undisputed, light middleweight champion of the world for about a four-year stretch. Sure, And now Nikita has this Australian super worldweight belt. If if Nikita and Tim continue on this trajectory, I think they go down potentially as the greatest ever Australian sporting family.
3: Well, that's a big call. Imagine marrying no. into a family like that. You know, when it's like a family that runs, you know, 5K on Christmas Day, it's like imagine <laughs> <laughs> marriage is like such a high-pressure family to be a part of because yeah. they're so famous and they're so revered in their sports. Yeah.
0: Hang on. That's a huge call to say that they are the most successful sporting family. They
3: might not be there yet, but they're,
2: you could be hard to argue they're not on track. What about
3: Bronte and Kate Campbell? Sisters. Sisters? First and second in the 2014 Commonwealth Games. Sure. Well,
2: well, well, it's Commonwealth Games. What about... (laughs) they make Olympics together too. You
0: know, know, there's more than, than you know. Like... Mate the Dacos brothers and dad. Um good, good, yeah. Good that's example. a good one. One Collingwood great or, example. Or, or Collingwood. Um you, you you can go to different sports. Go.
2: Hit me hit me with sex. Nathan
0: Cleary, Ivan Cleary. Both players, both were both premiership players in the NRL, done it unbelievably, been unbelievable at sport. Nathan Cleary's the best player in the Would world.
2: Would you say that Yeah, okay. So here, here's my counter to that in favor of the zoos over the Cleary's. Rugby league is a sport that's pretty much only played here. Like, yes, it's played in the Pacific Islands and New Zealand, but it's a very southern hit. Boxing is global. Yeah. Boxing is global, and you've got Kostya, whose legacy is one of the all-time greats is assured. All I'm saying is if Tim and the key to get there... Jeff Marsh, Mitch Marsh. The Marsh family, definitely in the conversation. Cricket, like... Rod, yeah, Jeff, yeah, F, Mitch, yeah, Mitch, Sean. That's a, that's a good example, actually. I, 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 Ron
3: Sims and what are the other Sims oh, brothers? Right. What's yeah. the Sims brothers? Um,
2: you've got Corbin Sims,
0: you got Sim- Aston Sims. Um, you've got Ashton Sims, you've got, yeah. I mean, that's a team sport. So how you judge a sporting family, I don't think you can judge it just as individual sports. I understand mm. what you're saying because when the individual, so does that give it more weight if you do it on your own rather than a team sport? But then you've got to look at, are they the best at their field? In that, like, and I, I, look at the Clearys and go, "What? What about? Let's go to Ipswich." I mean this in all sincerity. Kevin Walters, Kerrod Walters, Steve Walters, mm. all played for there. Now Brett, the other brother who didn't go there, he played for Queens as well. So that's four brothers. Mm. Then Kevy's son Billy mm. is at the Broncos. I mean, where do you stop with it's a, families? It's a good conversation with, with families.
2: People yeah. have well. I mean. <laughs> There's people calling through already. We got Mick in Klontarf, Matt in Fernie Hills. Who want to have their say? So they've got some suggestions for the. In fact, well, let's do it. One, triple, three, five, three. Greatest Aussie sporting family.
3: There's plenty I, of them.
2: I think. Maybe not right now, but in the not-too-distant future, if the trajectory
3: continues, I think the zoos will be hard to go past. I thought you were going to say the Flanagan family. I was like, well, okay, I that's mean, a big call. I mean, Rachel
2: Flanagan, captain of the Townsville <laughs> fly, Fire to a yeah. WML. I had nothing to do with it, but oh, I did beat a PJ Prime place. So, yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you hold on to <laughs> that.
2: Taking your calls next. Greatest Aussie sporting families. Give us a call. Rush out Triple M. Who is Australia's greatest ever sporting family? Because I think after the performance of Nikita Zhu last night in winning the Australian Super World Weight belt, I think he and Tim, if they continue on the trajectory and with Dad Costa, it's going to be hard to go past. I
3: think I've got a family that might trumpet, the okay. McKeon family. Emma McKeon, famously, 11 Olympic medals. Her yes. brother David also went for swimming, 2016-2012 Olympic Games. Father, Ron McKeon, went to the Olympics in 80 and 84 for swimming. Their mum, Susie McKeon, who was Susie Woodhouse, went to the 82 Commonwealth Games. Right. But Susie's brother, Rob Woodhouse, went to the 84 and 88 Olympic Games. So okay. But, it, but if, a, you,
2: if you take Emma's trophy cabinet out, there's a lot let, there's hang left. Hang on, there's four Olympians really? in there. Get away. <laughs> yeah. Matt from
0: Fanny Hills, who do you like <laughs> as a sporting family?
1: Good afternoon, everybody. Oh, look, you can't go past the Applet family, can you?
3: Oh, good choice. Yeah.
1: You see got Jeff was a premiership player for Richmond, you got Gary Senior was a gun, Uh, Kevin played as well for a bit, but then you got Luke Ablett was a premiership player. Nathan's a Premiership player with Gary Jr. Mm. And then Faye, the sister, married Michael Tuck, seven-time Premiership winner. Arguably well, you know the that. greatest player Holy of all time in Michael Tuck. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, well, you got, you got two blokes in Gary Albert Sr. and Gary Albert Jr. who are both in the conversation as one of the greatest players of all time. Easily. So, yeah, oh, I like Easy. that one, Maddie.
3: Cliff from Parkwood, who's got to be the greatest Australian family?
1: Well, um, I'm more of a global, uh, a local gold coaster, Mick Doohan on two wheels. Yeah. And his son now, um, Jack, is uh, yeah. going for the 4 wheels. He's gone from Formula 3 into Formula 2, and now he's trying to get the seat into Formula 1 on a global basis.
3: Very good choice.
1: I mean, Mick I like is that. one
2: of the all-time greats on the, t- on the bikes.
1: Um, yeah, he's unbelievable. He's, he sticks to the bike because he's got so many nuts and bolts in him. He's magnetised. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's nice, Cliff. Nice. Hey, Scotty from the Sunshine Coast, who do you like as a family? Oh, mate, I, know I wouldn't say that they're the champions, but, mate, the Chapels, the Chapel brothers, they've given me some entertainment over the years. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: That is, I mean, did they, Scott, were they ever at a point where they were all in the test side together?
0: I believe that uh,
4: Greg and Trevor were. I,
2: mm. uh, but um, Ian, I we didn't I, have Ian I, in, I, in I there, there quite At that yeah. stage. Yeah.
0: That, I, I mean, yeah. that's, yeah, that's three, three brothers. Imagine
3: being Mr. Up, yeah.
2: and Mrs. Chaplin and sitting back and watching the Australian test team all that's three 33% is made up of your
3: kids. You know what's nice, though? It's all at the same time. You don't have to watch a game at five, a game at 12. <laughs> 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 Emily from Eleanor. who's your favourite Aussie sporting team? Family, it is sorry. Actually,
1: it is actually my own family. So oh. my grandfather, it, it was the, not a well-known sport, but it's trampolining, international trampolining. My grandfather was an Australian coach for 20 plus years. My dad and uncle were Australian representatives and placed first and second for 20 plus years. My mum was a representative. She came, she podiumed multiple times um, in world competitions. And I, myself, and my cousin also represented Australia. I came seventh in the world. Oh my god! That is a that's a story. Yeah, and my uncle is now a judge and a coach for the Australian team at the Olympics. He's also in the Guinness Book World Records for the most triple back somersaults in a row. Oh my God, there you go. Emily! There that's you amazing. Go. There you go. Emily, yes, can... we're not well known, but it is a fantastic sport, and we're so I'm so proud of my family. So it's something I had to ring up and, and share with everyone. Good on you! That is so oh, cool, and true. this is all done
2: out of out of Queensland, M.
1: No, actually, the central coast of New South oh, Wales. we'll forget that
2: part of the story then. But no, like...
1: no, 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 no. But we came to Queensland <laughs> and we we kept going from there. So, yeah, we're we're proud to be Australian representatives. Emma, this
2: is amazing. It's a wonderful story. Can I ask, do you have a trampoline in the backyard?
1: No, I'm living in a little unit, so I don't have a backyard. Okay. But if I did have a backyard, we did, as, as growing up, we had Olympic-sized trampolines that my grandfather and uncle would make. And we had a foam pit at a friend's house and we'd set it up near the foam pit and jump into the phone pit or into the, the pond that we had or you know, wherever we're at. We could get the trampoline through, we'd, um, yeah, have a good oh, time. I want to go to Emily's house. I have that. fun. she yeah. needs <laughs> a crack and pull Emily. It was a great sport. Emily,
2: w- we can bestow on you the title of one of Australia's greatest ever sporting families right here on Triple M's Russia. Thank, Thank you so you. much for calling and sharing. I can't
1: with wait this. to share that with all my family. Thank you oh, awesome. Please pass it
3: on. The great trampolining
1: Will family do.
2: of Australia,
3: Emily and Eleanora, thanks for the call. I'm thrilled. I'm so excited for new music because I love Birds of Tokyo. Mm. So I'm thrilled with that. And I Lanterns was so popular yeah. and it has a real Lanterns feel to it. So I love that.
2: Dobbo, thoughts on the song? Awesome. Yeah.
0: I've got to be honest with you. We're very lucky in our job. And a couple of years ago, it might have been even three or four, time gets away, but um, Birds of Tokyo played an acoustic session out the back here at the Cauldron at Triple M, mm. and it was unbelievable. They're
2: an iconic Australian band. They Iconic really are. Triple
3: M, too. Yeah, very much on brand. <laughs> and I
2: will declare that our reviews of that song have nothing to do with the fact that the lead singer of the band, <laughs> Ian Kenny, joins us right here. Congratulations, first off, on, on the new song. It's a banger. I think it's going to be heavy in the rotation. Well done.
4: Thank you very much. Yeah, we're excited. I mean, any day that you're dropping new music is an exciting day, I've got to tell you.
3: Ian, I'm probably the most thrilled because I actually saw Birds of Tokyo at the Enmore Theatre and to this day, I say it's the best concert I've ever been to. I've been to many concerts and the Brace album was and that um, concert is my favourite of all time. So I'm very, very thrilled to be able to talk to you today. How excited are you to be releasing new music?
4: Yeah, we're pumped. The band is loving the song to be honest the session we just did prior recording the track was the most fun session we've had in a long time you've just reminded me too about that show at the M more that brace tour that was sort of a heavy record and at that point the crowd were getting a bit mental we remember The front of the stage of the M or the floor bowing. Yeah. Like it all, like, (laughs) we were like, oh, is that going to break? Is that
3: going to be safe?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can I ask, when you write new music, and and this song is awesome, it's very on brand for what you guys write. It has that Birds of Tokyo sound. How difficult is it to write new music? When you've had so much success, you could probably get away with the best of going around and make a real living out of just all your great hits. How difficult is it then to go write? We're going to get back on the tools. We're going to start writing again and then come up with a banger.
4: Well, that's it. It's all, you never know until you start. Um, the band still loves to write and loves to write together. Um, we're always chasing something new in a song. You want, you want to find something new in a song and you have to wrestle the song a lot. Usually the song will tell you what it wants to be. You think it'd be the other way around, but it's not. So new music to us, it keeps the blood pumping and it's always a challenge, but it's always fun but it can break your brain as well. So it's a bit of a tricky thing.
0: Yeah. Can I ask when you write a song and, and, and you test it and you play it and you guys, has there ever been the occasion where you guys are going, oh, look well, it's okay. And then it's gone like a rocket or the other way where you guys are gone
4: like, we've got a banger and like, no one embraces it. All the time. Like I'm saying that, like we write hits all the time. We don't, <laughs> but it does happen all the time. Plans as an example, when we wrote that song, we were like, oh, ah, yeah, it's okay. And, put that out and that song blew up it was huge. And we've had other ones where we think, oh, yeah, we're onto a banger here and it just sort of goes, mm, yeah, it does okay. Like, <laughs> you just, you don't know. You, you don't honestly, know. You don't
3: know. Any plans yeah. for a Birds of Tokyo tour? I know you're playing at Harvey Bay, but any for the major capital cities that everyone can check out the new stuff?
4: It's so funny. We were just talking about that. We're trying to find a window where we can actually do our own Touring because we're on a bunch of festivals at the minute, and honestly, we've got shows booked up till June next oh, year. Like wow. a bunch of stuff. Like it's just it's sort of gone a bit gamebusters at the minute. So we do want a tour, but we're just trying to find a window to put actual, actual own shows in, so something will come up.
2: For the yeah. Triple M family here, they can actually go and check them out. They're as part of the Lookout Tour uh, with Incubus next year. They're going to be at Sandstone Point and uh, Southport. Sandstone so
3: Point is a great so spot. Know, yeah,
2: yeah. Just good. Cook- Ian, we do like to ask this of bands. I mean, we, we put it to Silverchair and we put it to uh, Powderfinger and all the rest of it. Band names are always fun. It's a silly name until it's not you know, until you become a successful band and then it's just the name. Like Coldplay is a silly name until they become Coldplay. Where did Birds of Tokyo come from?
4: Birds of Tokyo came from a, a naming session. We were sitting around drinking a few beers and trying to figure out what to, who to be or, or, or what this band would be. Um, and Birds of Tokyo, I, I remember reading something in oh, some crap magazine, I can't remember, <laughs> and it was about um, an article on there being no native birds left in Tokyo. They'd all been pushed out due to, like, pollution and density and and i just thought that on that i was like geez that's kind of weird maybe we can be the birds of tokyo and let, that could be a banner for us to be whatever we're going to be but that's that's the, 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 the length of it, really.
2: The Origins, I like I like, it. Story. I like that more than <laughs> most. There's actually some depth to
0: it, depth <laughs> yeah. to the name. Yeah,
2: I like it. There you go. Well, the band is called Birds of Tokyo, but the new song is called Lion, and you just heard it here first. People will be uh, going nuts. They'll be on the Spotify. They'll be uh, downloading it left, right, and centre. Ian Kenny, Birds of Tokyo, congratulations on this new album. Long may we hear it on the M's. Cheers, everybody.
3: I've got some questionable eating habits, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to judge me for this, but in this economy, I think it's probably the right thing to do. On Sunday night, I cooked a risotto. I have a pressure cooker at home, so um, I just made like a chicken, mushroom, pumpkin, risotto. And Sounds uh, amazing. It was, it's really tasty, and it's so tasty. In fact, I've had it for the last eight meals, and I still have some left over. So I made it Sunday night. I've had it for dinner Sunday. Lunch Monday, dinner. Uh, dinner Monday. We went out for dinner one night. No, I went out for dinner Monday night, so I didn't have it Monday night. Lunch Tuesday, dinner Tuesday. Lunch Wednesday, dinner Wednesday. Lunch Thursday. Today, and I'll have it for dinner tonight, and then that's the last time Stop I'll have it. Stop it!
0: What? Because you run out of it?
3: No, I still got some left over.
0: See, Jones, <laughs> I why you're even at work? And, days. You know that salmonella got written all over it. That's I mean it's fine. You know, it's
3: good for five days, and then who, you can't, who said? I googled it. Food safety said five days. Chicken's for a good
0: for five days in the fridge.
3: Yeah, it's cooked. Yeah, it's all. So I got stasis. a two-day
0: rule, and I, th- I turf. Look, it, like, the
3: mushrooms are probably a little bit. <laughs> and rice, rice. Well, it's fine in risotto. Like you can't have just plain cooked rice. I in thought the there fridge. would be
0: bacteria. Nothing surer.
3: I haven't died yet, so I'm right. <laughs> I've not thrown. Can up. you
0: weigh in on this, please? Because that is not cool.
3: I. I. There's some still in the fridge here at work. Like, yeah. Like, well, I, I feel like, yeah, the fact
2: that she's. N- d- Liesl's made the cut off line tonight. Like, tonight's the last time I'll eat it. I cooked it. <laughs> Five days. I cooked it 18 weeks ago, but tonight's the last time <laughs> I'll have it. And now that she's resorted to hiding it at work. work. Yeah. Like, she's like, I've still, what did you make this thing in? An industrial pot? Where?
3: No, I made it pressure in a cooker. pressure cooker. Yeah, but how
2: big's your pressure cooker?
3: Yeah, it's massive. Uh, yeah. What? But it's only two cups of rice. Two cups of amoreo rice. last that long. Yeah, just stretched like it out. And this economy, girls got to eat.
0: Yeah, but risotto. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, don't you get sick of the same meal?
3: Really sick of it, put Why didn't you freeze it? I have some in my freezer oh my from the god. last oh time I made it. The way that I make it fresh and new every time is I do a burnt butter and sage from out of my garden, and mm-hmm. I put that on top. So it kind of makes it feel fresh. Oh my god! It has some green in it that makes it look like oh, it's brand new. Oh my <laughs> I think
0: used-by dates are there for a reason, and and. Yeah, you know, leftovers, there's a two-day rule in my house.
3: If you microwave it enough, it just kills everything.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Including the
3: flavour. <laughs> uh, no, still, Look, it's been fine. It f-
2: so this will be, when well, you have it for dinner tonight, and I'm not convinced you won't have some for lunch tomorrow, I'm just saying, I know you're saying it for radio, but uh, I've got a feeling that you might be able see Lisa Jones sitting down to a lovely six-day-old bowl I of risotto I may not be tomorrow. here at
3: work tomorrow <laughs> afternoon.
2: <laughs> One triple three five three. How long did you keep eating it? <laughs> Because right now the record's at six. No, five. You five made it days, Sunday. eight meals. Five days, eight meals. Yep. Can you beat Liesl Jones? The
3: <laughs> same meal. You might
2: not be able to beat her in the pool, but you might be able to beat her for the record of how many days in a row you ate the exact same food. 133353. Three. We'll take your calls next. And one triple three five three. if you want some risotto, <laughs> <laughs>
3: I've got some. She's got a kitchen it's Questionable. For me. <laughs> Aaron from <laughs> Matt What did you just keep eating?
1: Uh, chicken, roast chicken.
3: For how long?
1: Uh, five days.
3: Is that safe?
1: Yes. So I worked at Red Rooster for many, many years, and uh, as long as it's kept between four and sixty-four, so I think it's, uh, below four or above sixty-four, it's perfectly fine.
3: Right. Okay. So it's that, that middle goat,
1: bit. Zones outside of that, inside of that. Sorry, is the that's when bacteria and the yeah. Cold what have you I'm been running. keeping
2: your uh, risotto at, Jones?
3: Well, it's been in the fridge. My fridge is yeah. pretty cold, <laughs> so it's
2: probably been <laughs> right. under four. But Ara, just to be clear, was it the same roast chicken after five days?
1: It was the same roast chicken. I didn't have it the same way. Obviously, I had sandwiches and different oh, things that's
0: with clever. it. But... Same chicken. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, At least you
3: mix it up. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Jason
0: from Bourbon. Gary, Good afternoon.
1: Hey guys, how are you going?
0: Going well. Give us your story, mate.
1: Um, I absolutely love. Oh, I, I like macaroni cheese. Probably not Me love too. it, but my wife can't stand it. She oh. Goes, when you make it, it's got too much cheese in it. Now, how can you have too much cheese in macaroni cheese? That's right. Exactly. It's, it's
2: half the yeah. recipe. Yeah,
1: that's right. It's, Exactly. So I make it really cheesy, so she doesn't like it. So every time she goes away, whether so for a weekend or on holiday, I'll
0: make a massive batch of macaroni cheese. Yep. So, so how many meals? <laughs> oh, look, breakfast, lunch, dinner for three, four days. There,
3: there go. See, it. that's nine. That's at least nine meals for three
1: surely days, breakfast, lunch, Surely you know? that gets night. you down
0: after a while.
1: <laughs> oh, no, not if it's made really well. you are going to make a really nice one with yeah. some um, extra um, flavours in it. Jalapenos. Jalapenos. <laughs> A uh, bit of mustard in the sauce and that yeah. Mustard I'm,
2: I'm going to reward Jason for being such a wild man That he makes macaroni and cheese when his wife goes away Hey Jace, we've got a Triple M uh, Totally Workwear voucher for you, buddy Beautiful uh, Totally Workwear with all your workwear solutions 17 locally owned stores throughout Brizzy and the coast Totally Workwear, love your work Oh, that was a lo- I yeah. thought we had another call Sorry, No, I Grim- thought
3: we did We had, uh, Karen, we had- from Analy, but- Karen from Annalie Karen from Annalie Who apparently
2: uh, had Vegemite on toast for every single meal For the first month of her son's life Yeah, yeah Totally fine
3: I, I get it right. newborn good. child
4: yeah. 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 This is Triple M's Rush Hour With Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo